Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everybody? This is Baca Bites. I'm Frank Furter. That's Magically Average. And today with us, we have Silver Lobo himself. He has made a return He's come to Terrace, a new asshole. Today, we are going to be talking about Attack on Titan. Season 4 finally ended after three years of releases. We are going to discuss everything about the new specials, and then we are going to run down Season 4 as a whole, and then we're going to run down the whole series as a whole and give our opinions as to what the legacy we think it might leave and what we might rate it. So just to kind of hop into it, Lobo, uh, I know you're a huge fan of Attack on Titan. You've I believe mm-hmm. Reddit, on top of you are a weekly viewer as well. Just kind mm-hmm. of briefly, like, yep. top level, what were your thoughts on the second special that just came out? If we're just talking about the special itself and not the release schedule, about everything in general for Final Shape, or for, God, my mind, Final, Final season, season, Part 3. Final everything happening, you know? I'm just, I enjoyed it. I'm glad it's finally over. People are angry with it or unhappy with it or whatever. I'm fine with it. I understand certain issues, but it is what it is and is different from the manga. Slightly. That's what I've heard. And we'll dive into that a little bit later. Uh, Magically average top level thoughts. Lay lay it on us. What What did you think top level? I have so many more questions. (laughs) <laughs> that have yet to be answered. Like, I've been able to put the pieces together, but mm-hmm. it's it's a really gross-looking puzzle. Like, yeah. I, like, I definitely forced some of those pieces together, even though I knew they didn't fit. But it was the only way I could make sense of things. So Fair enough. Yeah. My, my top-level thoughts, uh, this was better than Special 1, which I thought was miserable. But this is only just a little bit better, in my opinion. Um, just top level, I enjoyed the ending. 
I think it was told very disjointedly, in my opinion. It was, it was as you kind of said, it was kind of like forcing puzzle pieces together. I don't know if this was in accordance to the manga where they needed to finish it or it, and like he just did a little bit of a rough job. I don't know if he was pushed to finish it like, you know, quicker. And if so, you can totally tell that it, it shows. But, um, you know, if this was like, hey, I just want to finish it, then you know what? I, I didn't mind the actual ending and its message, but I didn't like the journey to that message within the specials. So that's my top layer. Um, but Magically Average, you have a bunch of questions that have yet to be unanswered. We have a guy who specializes in this show, who loves this show, who has your answers. What are you confused about? I... <laughs> That's Looking for the guy. That's a little, yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, we're going to loan you up with questions, Lova. But yeah, no, like, Hello. What, what were you still confused about? It's So it's not so much confusion. I, I think part of it is just frustration in the fact that there was a lot of pieces that seemed to have been, like, brought up in this last special that were never, ever talked about or or referred to or anything in like any of the previous seasons. It's more of like you had to put these pieces together to draw the connections. Like, okay, so like the one piece for me that stands out the most is, and FYI, we didn't say it, but spoilers abound for anyone who hasn't watched Attack on the latest, the final, final, final chapter. I'm gonna Attack spoil the Titan. shit out of this. Yeah, it's it's all <laughs> yeah. downhill from here, okay? So go watch it, or I don't know, whatever. Pause, don't. go watch it, come back. <laughs> yeah. And here you are. So what were you confused about? The Again, it's not so much confusion. It is, it is the frustration around how some of the sequences play out. So the part towards the end where Aaron is talking with Armin and they're kind of going through like when they were children to when they're older and okay. they're like going through the different portions of just different landscapes. Some of them had connections to like previous events that they had experienced, but not all of them. And the implication is that Aaron did this in the past with everyone, like all of the Eldians that he could communicate through the paths at the one coordinate point that he he is is at being the founding titan he's able to like draw in everyone and tell them his grandmaster plan okay that part mm -hmm. cool that makes sense but at no point in any of the scenes where we see the paths are they able to like fabricate different realities and display that like cuz the paths they even say it like in the in the anime, I think in season four, part one, I want to say it's either that or the beginning of part two, where Aaron gets sniped by Gabby and then touches Zeke and they enter the, the paths for the first time. That's when we see it. Like Zeke has this whole conversation about, oh, he went there originally when he got blown up by Levi and met Ymir, and it's like thousands of eternities pass, but really it's like seconds in real time. But he, it's just this vast landscape that Ymir entered into when she first found the Titan power, and that was like the ancestral point of the paths being created, and then everything flowed from there on, which is why you have that big giant tree stream of light. 
but it's all sand. And the whole thing is like she's able to mold things out of the sand. And that's how she creates the Colossal Titans for way back when to build the walls for King Fritz. That's also how she's able to rebuild Zeke when he got blown to smithereens. Um, that's also where Aaron has the huge talk and speech and then convinces her to join his side. And then he gets the founding Titan power and gets to be the, or not, not the founding Titan power, but he gets to start the rumbling as the big giant skeletons millipede thing. Right. How the fuck (laughs) then is he able to just go, well, I'm just going to create different realities and send you through all these different landscapes and times and pretend like this shit's happening and create these memories in your head that you're eventually going to see when I die when that's never been established like that that, so that part the thing me. the thing with that is for one the area with the paths the the sand ymir the giant golden tree uh that is also a fabrication that is something that she's molding that she gives space to that explains everything explains her connections explains all that crap and what it is it's a representation of what's going on whether it's by her or something else whatever but who's to say he couldn't do that sure it's cop out answer but the thing is also that with this there's not kind of meant to be an answer that he has that power capability it's just that it's giving their conversation a visual so you can enjoy it because otherwise, it's just the same thing of them talking. Because, like, when Armin got captured and he was suffocating to death and dying, he was yelling at a reflection of himself in nothingness. And then he took a good look around him and realized he was actually in the paths area. He was in the sand. That is just your, your own mind doing its own thing to fill in the blanks for you in this stressful time he's fucking dying dude no, so no. the thing with the thing the thing with him doing that is just i need to tell you something you showed me this book you taught me about these things the the ocean and all that shit from season one all the way back then he had a book all over the world what's out there no one believed him aaron did aaron enjoyed it all of that was just a visual presentation of hey you're my best friend this is the things you talked about. Let's see it. It's legit just shit in his head, most likely. Just because they visualize something for you, that doesn't mean you can shit on it because that's not a power but that no, is given. Because the no, thing is, it's, it's, the thing is, otherwise this would just be them talking with nothing happening. Because it would just be them looking at each other. With, why not give you visual representation of what's going on? Because then you get that beautiful scene of him Looking down and understanding you as the audience, that visual understanding, because he knows it. He's the character. He's lived through it. Visual understanding of this, all this blood is on me. And him in that blood, in that water full of blood, he pulls out the hair and the teeth and, the, and whatever. The conch shell. All of that yeah. is just like, it is just representation of this this is just to explain the emotions and what's going on in each person's head, as well as giving you something to look at because they're talking about things like, Hey, here's this, here's that. And who's to say it's not like going through the memories of all the Eldians since he has that connection now with the Emir to do that power. So to me, again, here's the thing. We don't, 
know the answers because I'm pretty sure this isn't something that they talked about even in the manga. Because the thing is, the guy wrote it. I, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's a plot hole. That's a beautiful moment where we can watch and appreciate because it's him legitimately, the only reason, giving his friend the ability to see all these things that he's read about and telling him everything because he deserves to know. So in my initial criticisms that I had written down and I had posted about um, after a day later of kind of like analyzing in my mind and what this might be, I think to me the way I interpret that scene now is that I agree with you. I think it's kind of a little bit of a BS power where it just pops out of nowhere. It's fine. It is just what you said, Lobo. It is a visual representation. But to kind of further expand upon that, I think that them being in different places in different ages are the timelines that they've gone through kind of like how Mikasa was just like they had the cabin on the hill and they right spent the rest of their years that was like hey I'm going to give you this memory but it's like for Armin it's like hey I'm having this conversation with you in all of these different timelines so they're splicing the timelines together yes. because it is the same conversation over and over and over again it's it's very difficult to figure out because like I knowing don't... now the, the, the thing about the timeline shit going back and rewatching the entire show is like a huge, like, Oh, that's what the fuck's going on here. Type moment. Even though they did that in part, whatever, who gives a shit. <laughs> and they gave you, they legitimately gave you some answers as to it. And they gave you a little bit of, of a look into it. You're like, wait a minute. There's more to it though, because there's all these moments where, like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Or they just have a lapse in, of, like, th a second of, what was I doing? Right, I was going this way. That Then you'd be like, that's what happened there. This is happening at this point in time. He's doing this thing right now here for whatever. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. But at the same time, it is difficult because you're like, so what's real what's reality what's made up at certain points when it's just at, toward the end here specifically there's a bunch of shit like what the fuck's going on yeah well and so and i i get the frustration and i get the need to have answers but at the same time i'm cool without the answers I, if if that's something that i some people want answers to like why is this the way it is because it's nice yeah i mean i the my biggest gripe with it is that they've they've already established in the initial scene with Aaron and Zeke when they're in the past and Zeke's basically like, I'm going to show you that you've been causing this from the start. And it's that whole sequence where like he goes back and tells his dad, like fucking do it, kill those kids. And like his dad sees him standing, him and Zeke standing behind uh younger Aaron and like has the face of like the, Oh fuck. Right. Like they've the already, they've already established that they have the ability because he has the founding Titan within him when he inherited it yeah. from his dad, not only the attack Titan, but the founding Titan, he has the ability and to see everything that's happened in past and future. Every single point mm -hmm. he constantly sees in present time. So that coupled with the fact that he can also connect everyone through the paths right all the Eldians, we we established that as well why wouldn't they use those two things and have the connections be real events that took place in each season 
like have show scenes of Aaron and Armin going out together and then and then them in present time talking about the, having the same conversation. Why does it have to be this these made up areas that he read in the book? Again, I get it. Sim- the symbolism of of reading the book that basically opened his eyes to the fact that there's a bigger world out there and he got to experience it all at once, right? By sending so, thousands of titans. The easy answer. <sighs> the easy answer of why this instead why did they do it this way instead of what you said? Uh, because that's what the writer chose. That's as that's but you can that's, say that's, that's, that about everything. It. Okay, and then that's be, no, because that's the truth. The I, creator chose this way. Okay, that's for for okay. things like that. That's the only answer you can get from me because I don't have the answers. Well, uh, why did this happen the way looking, it did? I'm not looking at an answer from you. But, I'm not saying, but, you the, are, but uh, that's not even for me. That's from everybody because you can ask it to any of the fans and like, why do they do it this way? This way. Well, but the truth. But doesn't that frustrate? The writer that, made it. Isn't that frustrating at all? Like that would be. That's my response to some people. Like for me, no. That, only, okay. only because for me, I'm someone. I, I like writing. I, I host several games of D and D. All I do is write, basically. And I've come to appreciate, especially, uh, uh, listening to books, reading books, seeing interviews with authors and their perspective on things. I have the same perspective of. This is their story. They're writing it and they're sharing it with everybody to see if they like it. If they don't like it, that's fine. If they have criticism, great. But the other thing is, this is my story to tell. You can make your own story to tell as well. You can spin off of it. You can change it in a different direction. It's how you take it and just understand, hey, that's their story. And I get it. You That's not an answer anyone likes, but the reason why this happened with Deku or whatever, the writer chose it. The reason why this happened with Aaron, the writer chose it. The reason why everyone died in the fucking uh, Black Cats Guild and Sword are on. The writer chose it. He's a bastard for it. That's better. Listen, <laughs> creative choice aside, I don't think it defeats the fact that they had the literal elements. The, the author already created and established these rules in this universe. So why why go away from that and, and deviate from that piece to create, one, an alternate reality version of Aaron and Mikasa just chillaxing at a cabin, waiting out Aaron's last four years, right? To, to, to be like this, like, oh, you know what? We could have had this. If I, if I went this different direction when, I was in, when we were in Marley, we could have had this future. And I hope you know that I still do care about you, but I have to do this. I had to go the other direction. I had to start the rumbling, okay? That's all fine and well. But why couldn't you just do that by using the scene of them literally in fucking Marley and have it be a conversation with Mikasa and Aaron being like, this was the point at which we could have deviated. We could have had a happy life together. And that is what I wanted. But for the sake of humanity and the sake for the future of this world, I had to go this way and I had to commit these atrocities. It was for the best. It was the best case scenario. And on that piece, too, they do not whatsoever establish the fact that this is the reason why Aaron had to do the rumbling, right? That that he had to do the rumbling because literally, again, all implied, not very clear, this was the best case scenario versus all of the alternate 
potentials out there. Like that whole conversation with Armin where he's like, I ran through every single permutation of what could happen from from past to future. It it was going to happen no matter what, but my my timeline, me being the founding time, starting the rumbling, that was the literal best case. Killing 80% of humanity, that was the best outcome possible. And I hope you realize this. So, so uh, I was just going to say, while we're on the topic of, like, best possible endings and whatnot, Lobo, do you want to just real quickly, briefly, go over the difference between the ending of the anime and the ending of the manga? Because, like, yes, please. his decision this... is, is ultimately semi-different in the two. It's very slight, but it's major. It's been a while. I haven't gone back to read it. So, real quick... I fell off of the anime or of the manga back mm. when uh Egan. It was when Gabby Shock. Gabby went and uh uh shot some the shot chef. fucking Titan nope. went on a fucking bird in the middle of the sky. That was, God, that was <laughs> pretty badass. That was pretty that badass. Was, it was but, minus like the fil- like minus the fan service. I was like, this is just high school of the dead. This is just a scene when, shit out of high school of the dead. <laughs> When Gabby uh, uh, got to the restaurant with that mm. that village family, mm-hmm. whatever, and oh, yeah. revealed that she is the one that killed Sasha, that is where I ended on the. It's like a little bit after that, little around that area with the manga. Yeah. So like, part and I just fell before. off. I fell off. I was just like, oh, I got, I got, I can't afford to keep getting this at the time. So. Okay. Uh, I, one I do one know time the difference. To, if you want me so, to just discuss it. I would like that. I just want to explain this real quick. I got through that part and then I fell off and I'm like, fuck, it ended. The news came out. It ended. Final chapter's out. I'm like, well, I might as well read the last bit of it. <laughs> that was when it came out. Well, well And I was like, always, always like, I'll go back and I'll read it. I'll go back and I'll read it before the end, the ending of the anime. Again, I forgot. Busy at work. Anyway, I remember a little bit of it. I think you'll have more of the answers, though. But the main thing I remember is at the credits part, the timeline of events was that is very different. Yes, mm. and that is that is the only difference to my knowledge because I have not read it. Um, talking to Stale earlier, he kind of broke it down in which in the ending credits of the anime, you see like it focuses on Aaron's gravestone and like years go by, the tree grows bigger, the city expands, technology increases, et cetera, et cetera. And it isn't until, like, hundreds, if not thousands of years into the future that bombs start dropping on what is the modern-day paradis, or paradise. I don't know, whatever, the, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah. It, it. So, basically, it's implying that no matter what Aaron did, there was still going to be war, but it, at least it wasn't until about a thousand, maybe, years later that the bombs and nukes actually destroyed the city. The manga, however, is, end credits, here's the gravestone, 60 years later, not even one generation later, bomb strike. So the implication of Aaron actually doing all these things for best possible outcome didn't fucking matter because war progressed even faster in the manga than it did in the anime to where everything was wiped out after 60, 70 years compared to hundreds, if not a thousand years into the future. 
so uh, I know that this was a decision that was made by the author for to change it in the anime. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of those things, like, if he was rushing the ending, it's like, okay, this is just like, if he was rushing the ending of the manga, it's like, okay, this is like, hey, if I had to go back and fix one thing about it, I would like for his actions to be a bit more worthwhile. I think, my opinion on it is that I think he wanted to see the reaction of the audience for his Trolling. two different options good God. of how things played out. Like, think of it like a video game. Like, here's the good ending, here's the bad ending. We oh, got the good ending for the anime. We got the real good ending. Manga users, they got the bad ending. Can I throw a wrench because... in that real quick? Sure. Fuck it. Were you at all... Did you... Because I gave a literal, uh, like an audible what the fuck at the end when Frank and I were watching... Oh, the very end. Yeah, which is the I forgot the, about the, the, mention the this. yes, the symbolic yeah. person entering the tree that looked oh weirdly similar to the one that Ymir entered, where she found the Titan power, and oh yeah, Aaron was buried there, the last person to have the founding Titan, even though he got rid of the Titan lineage. Hmm. Do you want to hear the Ragnarok theory? Of course, yeah. Any theories... So the Ragnarok theory happened when Sasha died. Even a little bit before then, because a lot of the story had Norse mythology vibes to certain aspects of it, especially with Titans being the giants, the guys in paradise being the uh, Asamir, and... Everyone else is just fucking human or whatever. Who cares? But I'm human. <laughs> but the Ragnarok theory is that for anyone who doesn't know Norse mythology, uh, Ragnarok happens. Does not stop. You cannot stop it. You can try to prolong it. You will indefinitely, though, or more than likely, instead of postpone it, you will expedite it. The Ragnarok theory is the fact that Ragnarok will always come. Odin's dead. Thor's dead. Blah blah blah. All of them are dead already. Their children don't die. The entire pantheon never gets wiped out. Just a good chunk of them get, you know, called, and then they just move on with their lives, and then eventually it'll happen again. That's a Ragnarok theory in Norse mythology. Or that's Ragnarok in Norse mythology. It just keeps going. It doesn't end. There is a cycle. In this, it's the same theory that no matter what, it will happen again. That's just how it is. And the whole reason why they attribute it to Ragnarok in Norse mythology is because Ragnarok starts when the most loved being, in, or god or human, in this case is human, dies. Balder was the most loved and cannot be harmed except for one uh, thing. Uh, if anyone plays God of War, they know what that is. Um, and in this, the one most loved was Sasha, because she was kind of the more pure one even throughout all the horror she still had this energy to her she was still made everyone feel at ease she was she was the core of the group everyone everyone loved her there was no maybe except for drill sergeant but everyone had some some connection to her in some way however once that's gone that's just like all hell's gonna break loose all the seams are going to come apart, blah, blah, blah. And then 
talking about the paths and that area and the tree. That, in the theory, was that's Yggdrasil. That's uh, the tree of life and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it made a lot of sense with what's going on with the paths. When I saw that, when they explained everything going on, I'm like, fuck, the theory is, like, legit. There's a lot of stuff in here that's, like, that works. And then, of course, if we go straight to the ending, manga version didn't make sense for that. Anime version did. Only because Ragnarok happening, it was rumbling. And then 60 years or whatever years later for the manga, it's just like, that doesn't work with the Ragnarok theory. Anime does. They prolonged it, or they went through Ragnarok. They kept going with life. Ragnarok's going to happen again soon. And that's what that showed of like, there's this, another thousand years or whatever, back at it, another rumbling, another whatever. So I just had a funny thought, just because my brain just works in mysterious ways. We're in the future, they're at war, this is right before they're nuked and everything. How, like, I wonder if that history of, like, the stories of Titans and everything else, since, like, nothing was nuked up until that point, if it had been passed down, and people look at these things like we look at dragons, like, no, there's no fucking possible way that dinosaurs and dragons and whatever Even better, though? I would think it'd be, like, flat earthers or people who see, like, dinosaurs don't exist. I think it'd be so hysterical. There's people just like, nah, Titans didn't nah, exist. This didn't nah, happen. what is this? I didn't happen. And they're the minority of like, you guys are fucking idiots. You don't know history. Yeah. I thought that. I think it'd be fucking I hysterical. Know. I just had that stupid thought. But um, I know Tyler, you and I, uh, we had another kind of question slash conundrum with the plot and how everything unfolded, and that had to do with. And Lobo, you might be able to shed some light on it. And I, I think this was probably. Our biggest gripe, other than the paths and bringing everybody in and having a fun kumbaya story time of, like, here's the apocalypse, sorry. Um, And that was Ymir the Worm. Just, why? What? Like, it, like... Yeah, that was a weird thing, isn't it? Like, it just, it wasn't that it was just a weird thing, but it was just, like... It was at one point, like, it started, like, spewing mist and bringing people into their control, and then the next second, it's just dead. Well, I mean, so even before that, though, I had an issue with all of the subjects of Ymir coming out of Eren, like, all the different, the, the, the prior versions of the Beast Titan and the Armor Titan and the Cart, like, all oh, of them, the right? nine. Oh, right. Oh, so cool. Yeah, like, that was cool to see. Like you could, and you can understand, right? Because of the paths, they're all connected. Ymir is the literal creation point. She is the seed that started it all from the beginning, right? So it makes sense. Like everyone flows from Ymir. They're all all the Eldians come from the Ymir bloodline, so that she can bring back these and, and effectively like reincarnate them soullessly to to her bidding. How the fuck does? Everyone on the side of Armin break away from her control and just like, yeah, no, we're going to fight against them now. Like, how the fuck do they do that? Just because because Armin picks up a, a leaf that's horribly fucking CG'd from a sand? Like, that that made no sense to me. The part where, too, where Zeke's literal body comes out of uh, Aaron 
and he has that whole speech, which people could I I went on, I went on Twitter afterwards or X or whatever the fuck, and people were gushing about that. They're like, oh, what a they captured this scene so perfectly. They're like, oh, there there should have been like it should have been a clearer sky or like they should have focused more on the scenery, but what an awesome scene. And I'm meanwhile, I'm just like, I fucking laughed my ass off when Levi came soaring out of the sky and just decapitated him. And then they just cut to the next scene. Like it, nothing happened. That was funny as shit. I was throughout that whole thing though, extremely frustrated. Cause I'm like, how, where, how, how did they get out of her control? Literally they're all dead. They're dead. So, for that, in this, for Zeke, it makes more sense. It is more plausible. It's an answer that I think everyone can agree with to some degree. Uh, just because she has control over, or, or she is the 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 link through the bloodlines of of the Titans of the Eldians and all that crap. Uh, I that doesn't mean she has full control. It's more so that the way it happened with Zeke was, if you recall, he was just taken over. He was yeah. taken for this fucking ride. No, Zeke so, gave up on life. That, that makes so, sense. That yeah, makes sense he how lost, he came out. His sense of will. <laughs> no, no, no. He, okay. he, he did it. He, yeah, we get it. With his yeah. He's like, no, like he, he, he legit gave up. He, he like, lost his will. He lost his will to fight yeah. and to just, he just gave into it. That makes sense. Armin, Armin was at the brink and we saw that and I don't, I think something clicked with him. He's like, no, fuck that. So it's easy for him to like, sway Zeke by talking to him having that conversation and Zeke kind of being like you know what fuck it yeah let's fight against it the other ones I'm gonna just I don't know truly don't you I think fucking it would say be it to use. <laughs> don't you fucking say it don't you fucking say it that's always the first answer but my my opinion is I think it was that it was that the he because of how it is with the timelines and like you were saying, con- just connected past and present, all that crap and, and future. I think it was just that even there, they still have some connection and some sense of consciousness to where they understand like, no, we're not going to do this. So it's, I-, I don't, there is no right. There's no answer truly. Like you, you can ask me for their opinions. Like, what do you think about this? How, how do you interpret it? But there, there's no answer. And honestly, I don't think there was meant to really be an answer for it. And you I, could have your theories and that's about it. Because the other thing is we still don't know anything about this. Like we know more about Titans in general or the special, the, the nine Titans more than this, which was given to us this season. And we spent like what? Five scenes there. We don't know anything about this area. All we know is it's Amir's domain. That's it. And I get it. Again, I understand that. I think the again, the, the piece that irks me the most is that the, the the portions I will I will push aside the piece where Arm Aaron goes back to talk to Armin and Mika said. That part aside. This this sequence specifically, the reason why I'm getting so hung up on it is because it plays a a critical role in how everything plays out. Like literally I'm like, Oh, they're, so they're fucked. Like something's, something else is going to have to happen. Right. Like there's going to be like Aaron somehow comes to Jesus and stops it himself or like whatever. Right. But the fact that it's like, wait a minute, the Titans are fighting against each other. We have a chance. And then they send the fucking useless Jean to go off and do his shit and swing around and get stuck. Yeah. Like 
like that plays he a huge... like a muppet. <laughs> he did sound like a muppet. I mean, I he's am kind a of muppet, a muppet. But let's be. Let's be... <laughs> oh, he, that like that is such a critical and pivotal point in the 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 battle sequence that changes the whole tide of everything. That it's like I I want to understand how it happened. The only theory I can come up with after reading stuff online and and again kind of doing my own connecting of the the big crazy board behind me, right? is because Aaron has the founding titan power individuals that are either of royal blood or have the founding titan power have a, a closer connection to Ymir and so because of that that is why Aaron was able to bring in all the Eldians and have the talk of like hey FYI this shit's happening <laughs> deuces um because he has the ability to control more aspects of the past himself which is again why he was able to free Ymir and escape that one time as well, that was a part of his plan from the beginning because he was able to see through all sequences of events, past and future. He knew that he was going to have to have some sort of fucking control over all of the like Titans. And at some point he probably, again, theory went back in time before Bertolt died before all the other fuckers died and was like, FYI, you're going to die. But I'm going to need your help at the end because you're going to help save humanity, okay? And culminated with Aaron's founding Titan power, they were able to overcome the will of Ymir and go against her. That's the only piece I can get. The other stupid, like, heartfelt theory that I have is because Ymir's whole character is built around this sense of, like, obtaining free will and freedom, and that's a common motif throughout the entirety of these last two parts is that because Armin had like this sense of like, well, I have the choice to live. I have the choice to dictate my future and what happens next. Like, sure, we're all going to die, but I want to choose what I'm going to do before then. And that's when Zeke's like, you know what? You, you spit some truth, kid. All right. Uh, hello world. And then his head flies off. Um, like Great that, moment that fantastic yeah that would like showed a moment of weakness to ymir and gave armin because like zeke was talking to some of the dead people and then armin was talking to some of the dead titans too like that showed that they had the ability to dictate what happens next and how the future like no one knows what the future holds except for the aaron and the founding titan but they can truly shift things in their favor and and mold it into what they want to see using their free will and that was the moment of weakness for Ymir, and that was when they were able to fight against her power and this and that. Those are the only two theories I can come up with. Again, the reason I have to do that and do all this fucking research and connect the dots on my crazy board is because it is an, an important part, and I want to make sense of it. You want a third theory? Go for it power of friendship buddy nope this ain't the goddamn <laughs> sesame street i think that kind of ties to theory too it's a little bit a little bit a little bit but like it's more straightforward it's you said a lot of fucking words and i was just like no i yeah i mean <laughs> it's just it's, I, I mean i i like i like both the theories and the first one seems most plausible it's just that yeah it was more it was more we're not going to show or tell but, yeah, the fact that you had to do that much research yeah. and inference. But is I just... feel like I, I I never got hung up on that only because to me it, it felt more like she's bringing these guys all in, and and if he 
I feel like what the scene really needed would have been who did it show it showed the guys that all of those characters had a connection with. Right. I feel like what would have been really better would be if the entire air was full of people and he they didn't know any of those motherfuckers because it's all of them at that moment right there and then they're like to show that all of them are there she's using them all but they have to be there so it means they have to have their conscience there so that means Aaron can probably convince the ones he knows at least to help out and kind of expand that scene in general right and even if it doesn't give you the answers, if it's still played the same way, the fact that all those fuckers are there, it'll make you think, okay, they're all there right now. He just needs the help of his friends, and that's it. Yeah. So I want to go but over. I think that that, that might have been like an option for for creating it, but just like you know, fuck it, let's just have this nice scenery. Yeah. Let's focus on the scenery, like someone said, <laughs> instead of just all the horribleness. <laughs> but I love the head flying. It's my favorite part of the entire episode. It's pretty good. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, so I want to bring up two things real quick uh, about season four, and then we can kind of go into our final thoughts. Scoring uh, our of final the special. Sorry, our... final thoughts of the special, and then we can go into season four as a whole. Get our gripes out with that, and then series as a whole. Yeah, but, but the last two things but I you want to be—you got to be specific. We're the final thoughts of the final season of the final chapter oh, of the final of the final. Final, final. Hey, my I final, agree with final. him. I didn't <laughs> thought I'd say this. I agree with him. Yeah. You got to be specific. <laughs> you got to be. Yeah, so you got to be very. Yeah. For the final special that just aired on Saturday, eleven four at seven p.m. Central. <laughs> um. Two things. One is just kind of funny that just realization to me. When everybody put their heads to it at the very end, they're like, we got to take down Armin. Or not, yeah, not well, Armin. Not we got to take down. Yeah, yeah right? fuck Armin. Let's kick his ass. He's got bastard. He killed Erwin. Yeah, no, no. When they were all like, we got to take down Aaron before the giant bug worm alien worm thing infests. Um, they really fucking did it quick. They're like, cool, we got to do this. Blows teeth open. Mikasa goes in. Decapitation. Like, that legit happens in, like, two minutes. Uh, if that. Uh, uh, don't forget. Don't forget the weird fucking animation transition of her, like, going in like a badass and then her going, <sighs> before she decapitates him and Aaron just being like, hmm. <laughs> he looked like he was, like, 
He looked, he looked like, like he was sleeping in a hospital bed, peeing his pants. No, he he had the look of like I he just finished deucing after holding it in, and it's like I'm ready to leave now. <laughs> and I just, just thought that you guys, that that you guys are ruining such a beautiful scene. I fucking hate you. Don't guys. even I just thought did, that, that whole if sequence you, I, of how quick it was was really. Just I'm going when, when I put this up on YouTube. I'm gonna splice the sequence of her going through the rocks like a badass, and then her just going meh. <laughs> <laughs> it looked fucking but, bad but in general i think that the fact Hard that they see. were like we got to take him down and then the time to actually take him down was so fucking quick was a I, little comical well no i mean like they, I, they knew I agree it down. was quick because i feel like i blinked and it was it, it happened i was like yeah didn't she, she just break the and... didn't they just break the teeth how is she holding the head already how yeah, did this yeah. let me rewind it let me let me make sure it was quick. She man, was it quick? She almost out flew, fell. I don't even. I guess she was falling. She almost out fell a missile, <laughs> like like what the missile that Levi launches to break open his teeth. She legit was like at the same speed as it. So it, I mean, and then everything slows down for her to make that face at Aaron before she slices his head off. So I I wanted to bring up yeah. that because it was funny. We're running out of time, so I'm moving this along. Yeah, yeah. Um. But the the thing that I I still am to this day very confused and befuddled about is the whole Ymir worm dying thing. Like it was there, and then just because Aaron dies, she dies. Like is that? Yeah, how that it, works? Was because, it was because it was it was because it was only because Ymir gave up. So, After two thousand okay. years, so, so she's wait. just gonna give up. So so Ymir. And and Aaron and that thing were connected. Aaron got decapitated. She gives, she saw what she wanted. The entire thing with her storyline was that she was in love with the king, even though he mistreated and abused her and all that bullshit. And what Aaron did to Mikasa was exactly what what the king did to Ymir, and you. Mikasa being able to be with him at the end, even though he was dead, had to make that sacrifice to kill him. She saw what she needed. She saw what true, uh, what what actual love is in in someone that she felt like she connected with. It's with someone that went through the same shit that she kind of went through. So when she saw like she can still love him, and even if it meant all that, she's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm done with this. And she ended yeah. it. So All that, whoo, no, right yeah. over my head. So Got I, none of it. I had to do research again to connect everything because a comment is made when Aaron is talking to Armin that the reason why everything stops with Ymir is because of Mikasa. Because Armin's like, it's because of you, right? Like, you stopped the rumbling. And Aaron's like, no, it's Mikasa. And Armin's like, Mikasa? He's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Why Mikasa? Here's the connection. Mikasa's an Ackerman. Ackermans are connected to the royal family because they basically were their bodyguards. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's why when Aaron has the founding titan and gets the connections with Historia and then Zeke, like her headaches get like worse and worse and worse. Right? That's part of it is because a part of it is the Ackerman piece. The other part of it is that, yeah, like basically the whole time Aaron's just been controlling her. Right. And like, and like I, I can basically make you do whatever you want because you're in love with me. and I'm going to use that to my advantage. Again, he knows everything that's going to happen. So this was all part of his plan. So 
and that was the whole thing with like the whole time Mikas is like heading towards Aaron and the thought of like having to kill him. She's like, Oh my God, my head. Oh my God, my head. And Levi's like, pull it together. He just stop simping. Like this is bullshit. He's a giant skeleton monster thing. Like what the fuck? How, how do you find that attractive? Whatever. Hey, don't kink shame. Nah, don't kink shame. Is that a kink? All right. Look it up. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the reason why I was laughing though is that Aaron had the ultimate headache at the end of this. He he really really did. But anyways, that is that whole scene at the end where Mika is holding Armin. Uh, I almost said Armin because of you. <laughs> why do you want Armin dead so much? What's He's wrong annoying. With you? He's a little bastard. Armin and Aaron are really close together. They really are. They, and they got really close together in that last yeah. sequence. We, Man, that was some photo Sam shit. That was some photo Sam shit. We scrolled down oh, to the oh. comments. Like, we scrolled to three comments down. And they're like, Bro, Man, I, thought I they swear were Aaron and Armin were going to make out. <laughs> we're like, when the fuck? It. They and then, like, got, ten got, minutes later, yeah, it happens. Just, we're like, oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> the worst part was Armin. He had that lip quiver thing going like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. It's so bad. I came over the parodies of him like going in and everyone be like, oh, the you, fuck, bro? Yeah, what the bros? That's going to be fan serviced out the wall oh, yeah. fucking zoo. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, but, but that, um, that was the whole gonna piece. We're going to burn in hell for all eternity. Let's might as well bang. That was the whole piece yeah. with Ymir at the end watching over Mikasa as she's kissing Aaron's decapitated head was like, that was the part where Mikasa's like, I can finally free my, myself from him. Like, I can, I can cut, sever yeah. the bonds and connection to him. I finally can come to peace with the fact that, yes, <laughs> this had to be done. I'm not bound to him. This was for the best. And I, yeah. I, 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 I finally have obtained free will. Like, I, I think it's, it's a coming of like terms to the fact that she was basically under a his spell like he 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 had full control over her she had no autonomy over any of her decision making it was all dictated by him up until that very point where which is why i think she kind of like she smiles at him and then he's just like yep this is i'm so happy that you're not like crying right because like she the whole time up to that she's crying she's like no 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 she's like i've got a splitting headache can we do this another time? I just need some Excedrin, lie down. I just want to take a nap. And then she, when she finally goes in, she's got like this, it's almost like a smile of exhaustion, like, Jesus Christ, I'm finally done with this. And that yeah. was that whole part with Ymir and, and my, why she's looking over. My stupid theory was that, you know, you kill the King Titan or whatever the fuck it was once and it's dead, and that's why... It, every time they had a ceremony for the transference of that titan because it was so important that the, was my the founding theory. titan you mean the founding titan yes. yeah, yeah yeah that was my theory is that because like if the founding titan dies every titan dies so right. that's why they always had the ceremonies but then that's just disproven there so yeah. it's fine uh overall thoughts of the special uh who wants to start if anybody, if um, nobody, else I'll does. start. Yeah. Okay. We're just talking about this one that just came out this week. Specifically, yes, on Attack on Titan at 7 p.m. Central. Attack on Titan, the final season, the final chapter, part two. Not to be confused God, with Attack on I, Titan, the final season, part two. Hate that. But it's Attack on Titan, the final season, the final chapter, part two. Go for it. That angers me. <laughs> I know. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that's going to sway your opinion. <laughs> this final part 
I truly enjoyed it. There was a part where I was like, fuck this. This is stupid. I don't get it anymore. I thought I had it. And then it all made sense at the very end. I'm like, cool. Uh, basically, when the thing turned all the Eldians into Titans uh, at the last minute or whatever, and everything's happening, blah, blah, blah. I was not down with that. Everyone turning, like, what's the fucking point then? What's the fucking point? And then decapitation, they all turn back. Titan curse is gone. Cool. Awesome. Love it. I truly loved it. I was okay with all of it up until towards the end and everything is happening and they're finally getting momentum and they're winning. Then they lose a little bit and they win some more. And then the ending, the ending was legitimately all I needed. That was the perfect way to end this entire saga of Attack on Titan. Uh, it was a perfect ending for the show that it was only because of how controversial it has always been in certain regards and with specific seasons and such. Uh, the ending for the anime is by far better than the manga, in my opinion. I truly love that it is the Ragnarok theory that it is just a cycle that cannot be broken and that Aaron's entire thing was, I don't want to break the cycle. I want to save my friends. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Magically average? I think looking at it from a very high level view, I would say it was acceptable. Um, I do not like the fact that I had to make all these connections. I don't like the fact that a lot of these pivotal moments are just sort of there with little to no explanation or presentation Context. or yeah you know, nothing to really give it any purposeful meaning other than just hey we're this is here as a placeholder because there was nothing better for us to put there and again like whether it was a writing decision or a directing decision or whatever it it, it definitely impacts the the, the 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 entirety of the ending and and its in its meaning and purpose um getting more nitpicky i thought the sound design was bad i thought the weird like transitionary animation styles was so jarring that it it got really like annoying at times like again this is very nitpicky of me and i understand it's mappa and they've been doing a lot and Whatever other excuses, whatever. But in terms of like a watchability, it just kind of looked gross at times. Um, I, yeah, it was cool. I I, I want to make one point though that was mentioned before and that everyone screams about and cheers about online. Um, the author is not big brain. The author is the author, and they know what's happening because they're the ones fucking writing it. So when people like come like cream their pants because they're like, oh my god, the, the, watch these sequel scenes again. Like that's uh, and the you, you when he goes back in history and he talks to his dad like whoa and I'm like, bro, he wrote it. Like yeah, like what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> like it's a twist. Yeah. Congratulations for figuring that out. That. Like. That part always frustrated me because people use that as like a crutch for the reasoning behind like, oh, this is why it's like, it's so fucking, you don't even understand it. It's on, it's, there's so many layers to it. And I'm like, yes, 
I get it. That is such a really cool twist. And I even admitted that the first, like season four, part one was a really good part outside of those first couple episodes when they start in the middle of a war and nothing made sense. Like when they finally get into like the history of more of the Titan history and stuff and the founding Titan and the paths and the Royal bloodline, like that's, that's part two. really part two. Is that part that's two? Part two. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Fuck part season one, four. Part one part was one. the war and then political bullshit. Part two. Okay. Yeah. Was so fuck the all war of political bullshit and then camping. Yeah. Fuck all of part one then. Yeah. Uh, beginning of part two. Uh, but like, but that is, that is what made me interested in attack on Titan. And so I'll, 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 I'm going to break away from your the, the sequence of events real quick, Frank. I'm sorry. I know. But this, this, this ties in well. So my overall rating of the, of the final part is probably like, like if I'm going to be real, like a five and a half, maybe a six. Okay? Overall, the anime, I would say seven, seven and a half. It's, it's, we it's average. There. It's mid. But I want to connect it, okay? Because the reason why I like season four, what part two so much, and the reason why I love the history and the lore of the Titans is because the first season made you want to know more. There was so much mystery. There were so many unanswered questions. It just kept you wanting to know and learn more. Where are they? What are the Titans? How are they created? Where are they coming from? What's the reason behind having these walls? Like, I wanted to know everything. And it took so long and it took so many just years of waiting for me to still have an infinitely atrocious amount of questions left unanswered that I couldn't get a true closure ending in this final chapter final part final whatever that is is big to me i i if you're closing a book when i read the final pages of a book i want to be i want to feel that i've accomplished something in what i've read and what i've learned like i i need a sense of like i'm able to like finish this put it on the shelf and be at ease with what i've just gone through and I can't do that with Attack on Titan. It's going to sit on this shelf, and I'm just going to stare at it and be like, you f- motherfucker, I, I, I know there's more secrets in you. Just you wait, I'll find them, and I know I'm never going to find them. At the end of the day, because Ymir is a space worm, aliens. Um, my, opin- my, my opinion for se- the final season, the final part, part two, um... I would like after research five and a half before just gut feeling after the episode before I knew what the fuck was actually going on. It was a four. I, I have a lot of the same complaints you did in uh, t- uh, magically average in the fact that there was so much that wasn't ascertainable through what I viewed as an ant, like, as a person who watches it week to week, I'm not going to go... I watch a lot, and I'm a busy person, and I have a lot of hobbies. I'm not going to go back and re-watch this series five times to understand the minute details of every little thing in order to understand the minute details of every little thing for the last part. The fact that it's been oh, uh, since, what, March, April, since part one came out? And now yeah, we're March. here, and it's just, yeah, it's just, like, the fact that it's just, like, what the fuck is going on again, other than the rumbling? Like, what is up with these titans? Who are some of these characters? What's going on here? Like, I, I think that the the release of this 
and being a casual Attack on Titan fan, it really doled it down for me. It, it was a four because there were so many things that left me scratching my head. After all the research, after all, you know, the explanations via talking to other people, it's a five and a half. But that's only because I enjoy the actual story, but it is such a workaround to actually understand everything. It is so disjointed and so rushed that it just doesn't feel fulfilling. And that's my, my, my take on the second special. But season four as a whole, all of us are upset. From the start of it in 2021 till now, it's been three years, essentially, for this whole entire thing to come out. This has pissed everybody off, except for the diehard hardcore fans who own every book, can reread it, and be like, I can't wait. Oh boy, I know this story inside out. Hey, um, like, are there for... actually people who like had, didn't have an issue with this fucking release? I'm, sh- I'd oh, be shocked. I'm sure. I'm sure you you talk to the most hardcore fans. I'm sure they're like, yeah, because it was perfection. Like, I'm sure they were fine with it. This release was awful. Season four as a whole is the weakest one because the release of it just made me forget everything that had happened already. But also in the fact that you had such high moments in season four, part one, and then the second half was so dense of just like, here's this person, he's important here, he's important here, there's this political party, there's this political party, there's a spinoff of this political party, there's a spinoff. Like, who the fuck cares? At the very end of this, it didn't fucking matter at all. None of it mattered. Um, I'll have you know that fuck one off. that one clan had their boat exploded when that falcon bird fuck had finally got his power. So there. Regardless, to me, you season know, four really killed a lot of the momentum <laughs> that the entirety of the series had. So to me, season four is getting a four out of ten. Oh wow! The whole season. Because there are some really high highs, but there are fucking low lows as well in this season. So that's my opinion of season four overall. Lobo, what about you? Ooh, I had a number. Thinking about it. It's a five. Hard five right there. Only because of the release legitimately only because of release if it wasn't for that it'd probably be a seven for me because like if you boil it down for for someone who i have a friend who knows about it heard about the release of it like fuck that i'm not watching it till it's all out so last week it must have been a fucking time uh god uh but if you just consumed it like that, if you watched all of it like that, that's probably pretty decent in regards to like, you just binge through it. You don't have all yeah. that gap. You remember everything. Great. Even with all that, I think it's a seven. There's a lot of complaints with it. There's a lot of issues of pacing. I think in part two, Yep. both of them, basically of them part really two, are. I felt like was the worst though. It just expedition, expedition, expedition. I don't need agree. it. But I think the only reason I'm giving it five is because of that. There's some really badass moments in each part. 
but it's just fucked over because of how much time is between those from happening, even with the fucking uh, delay in releases. You got all that exposition that kind of it's explaining a lot and it's also explaining a lot of nothing. I I'm sure the political standing in paradise is interesting to someone's, but not me. I don't think we needed any of that. Focus on what's going on with those fucking psycho bastards a little bit, and then let's go on to the fact that they're the bad guys. All that setup was like a two-second explanation at the end that, hey, parody or paradise is controlled by the Aegis at the very, very end. That's it. Like, that's all we got from all that political shenanigans in season four, part one and two. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think Tyler or Magically Average, you're still with yeah, us, but I'm we still can't here. see you. Yeah, I know. We can't see you, but um, I mean, give us your, your rating of season four as a whole. And my camera died because I was talking about this still. Um, I, I think season four as a whole, I release schedule aside, because I'm going to, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt there and just say, you know, whether it's production or timing for releases or whatever, you know, whatever, we'll we'll let that slide. I I would still grade season four, like, Oh God, overall, maybe a five, four and a half. It's just the, the pieces that get me the most are you start off with no connection to season three. You start off in another realm like another part of the world with different people. And it's like the immediate reaction is, Hey, you have to care about these people. And I'm like, why? For what reason? What, what purpose? They're like, well, just wait, you'll, you'll understand. I'm like, okay. And then I waited and I still don't care about the fuckers. Like none of those characters mean anything to me, even at the end of part four. Like they, they sure, Gabby shot off Aaron's head. Could it have been literally anyone else? It could have been the one random kid that gets stomped by the 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 Titan in the last part of the the season four part three, the final chapter part one, whatever. Like it could have been that kid that shot him. For all I care, like it doesn't matter. Like did did it matter that Gabby was also the one that shot? that shot Sasha. No. Does it matter that Falco or whatever his name is, is a crybaby little bitch and has to become a Titan? No. Like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. You want to know what I cared about the most? Learning about the goddamn Titans, which was what all of season three was. There was an infinite amount of knowledge just poured into season three in terms of like the history of the Titans, the per like how the Titans were created, how the, the, that there's nine Titans that we finally can establish that there's nine of them. Like these are why these are special Titans. We understand the difference between the, those Titans and the abnormal Titans, right? We understand, we get to hear about the blood, like the Royal bloodline and their relation to the, 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 the Titans and, and how it could you know, that interaction could impact the entire world. Like, that is what we've wanted since season one. And then what do you do? You start with a fucking war that means nothing to anyone and go, by the way, Aaron's somehow there. He looks like a homeless cripple. He's going to get his head shot off. He's going to team up with Zeke. Shit's going to happen, and then the rumble is going to start. Oh, by the way, they go camping for, like, four episodes or whatever, too. But, you know, just skip that. Like, so... (sighs) Just to chime in here, um, 
Season three, if I recall, ended with reading Dad's journal and seeing the flashback of what happened with his correct. Life, correct. It's it's the it does a panning so, shot to his desk at the house. So that's how season three ended, and that's like, hey, idiots, there's a whole world out there. I'm like, oh fuck, okay. Neat. The I don't I agree with you that I didn't like how season four the final season starts, but that's legitimately this dumb really dumb way to just be like, Hey, we're going to introduce you to the, to the, the bad guys from that, from the finale of season three. It's not done well. In my opinion, I feel like it's so, it's so just out of nowhere, batshit. Like we're going to force you guys to like it. And I didn't really like it. However, I never felt like I was supposed to like any of those characters. I didn't feel like I was supposed to even give a shit about any of them. It wasn't until I actually did kind of give a shit. And it, honestly, I don't give a shit about Gabby. I don't give a fuck that she, that, that she fucking shot off that one Titan's head or whatever. And that three six and, no scope on a dragon. <laughs> she fuck. She's, uh, uh, reunited with Fal- yeah, whatever Trey Falcon. Falco. <laughs> I'm, I do not give a shit about Gabby. I gave a shit about Falco. I gave a shit about the the cart Titan, and even the the kids. Was it brother or his cousin that he fucking killed because he drank that whatever? Mm-hmm. I gave a shit about him. He was a good dude. A lot of those guys who died right there, I kind of gave a shit about that were Marlians. Other than that, I didn't give a shit about none of them. Yeah. So I don't think you're meant to really give a shit. It was just a really stupid way to start the season. I think there's a there's a billion other versions you could start off with to make it not so jarring. Yeah. Yeah. I could piggyback off that, but I'm not because we are really out of time. Series as a whole, it's finally over. What do we rate it? In my opinion, it, season four has like seasons one, two, and three were phenomenal. In my opinion, they were eight between eights and nines. They were eights and nines for me. Season four really dragged this through the mud. In my opinion, the entirety of the series is probably a 7.5, if that. That is being very generous. It is probably closer. It yes. should be closer to a 6.5. But because I think of the highs and the amazement that seasons 1, 2, and 3 gave us, the the plot of it and the, the pacing of it and how fun it was and how good it was, I think like I can't discount that because of season four being a stinking pile of garbage so to me it's a seven and a half yeah i you saying seven and a half is generous man straight up seven is all i was gonna give it uh i consider season one to be amazing perfect it's a nine i only give it a nine because i feel like there's certain parts that were like eh. but uh Two and three, high up there too. I haven't even thought about like what rating would to give those, but it's not enough to carry this thing up to that same degree of like a really fucking amazing anime to be like eight to nines. It's a seven. It's basic at this point, and that's only because of the final season. And that has more to do, I think, with what people's reception might be with it now in regards of seeing it now as a full story right now started up going through it even then the amount of questions would be just 
um, just piles of them still, even now, it's always be contentious. And with all that, it's it's still a seven. Yeah, I would love to give this an eight or even a nine. But this final season was honestly a stinker. I again, I loved the ending of it, the ending, the last bit of it at the gravestone. It is awesome. Everything else was kind of just fine. It was just okay. Some of it was like really cool, but it wasn't as cool as nearly the entirety of season one. Season one was just fucking dope. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I don't have to repeat anyone else. I I give it a seven for what everyone else was saying. I mean. Season one, season one was the most enjoyable season I think of any anime I've I've watched in terms of something that's like a full series. I just remember watching it when it when it came out, blown away by the story, by the the the, the lore, by everything that was I could possibly imagine it turning out to be, and what it turned out to be was something of a nightmare to me because I am left with way too many unanswered questions for me to feel satisfied. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, thank you all for joining us this week. Please don't give us a seven. Uh, we would greatly appreciate a better <laughs> rating if you enjoyed the show and enjoyed the Discord. You may not have this opinion, but at least now you know where we're coming from. If you want more content, we are on TikTok, and we will be starting to post a little bit more shorter form on YouTube, so wait and check out that when it comes out. So until next time, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.